0: Oh, that's a good picture. Okay. Uh. (laughs) Huh.
1: Let's let's just get it going. (laughs) Let's just get it started.
0: (laughs) Podcast: The Morning After.
1: Podcast: The Morning After. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Season Two, Episode One of Why Aren't You Famous? Podcast.
0: Season Two. Yeah right. Isn't, season two.
1: Isn't that what we're in?
0: This is, it, but isn't isn't this more like season?
1: It's well seasoned.
0: Well, it's it's season two, but you know how um, AMC and all the other big cable channels are now having like they have a fall season, they have the spring season. So yes. You, know, you only get eight episodes in the in the fall, and then you get another season two point five. or I love whatever that you think that
1: we're going to be organized enough to have like a plan that involves weather or seasons or actual seasons i guess that's where the word comes from Seasons,
0: right and we don't actually have seasons anymore we just have rain rain and humidity we have damp
1: we have have damp and hot (laughs) Mm.
0: but we're only doing we're only doing 12 episodes that's right well i guess technically 13 this is kind of our lead off yeah this is our recap our recap we're doing a
1: season one recap right before Um, the
0: reboot of the revival (laughs) of the return
1: before um, we rebegin.
0: We re- yes, right, reconstitute
1: <laughs> before we re- reanimate our, ourselves our
0: ridiculous <laughs> ideas.
1: Oh god. Mm. So today is October 7th, 2018. 2018. And the world still spins amazingly. Amazingly. Mm-hmm. Um the world the world as the world turns. As the world turns. <laughs> to make a, a An
0: Invitation to Love. An
1: uh, invitation to love. To make two references to one great television show and one very confusing one. Yes. The great television show is Twin Peaks. It's the Twin confusing Peaks. No, one as is it, as, as the, the world, world Turns. turns.
0: Yes. <laughs> I don't I don't understand of why Dakota would do that to to uh I don't know Samantha on their wedding day. <laughs> it's terrible.
1: I don't think people in the eighties were named Dakota.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's true.
1: I think that was like a 90s aught baby name, Dakota. But,
0: well, wouldn't maybe maybe Montana. Mm. Montana who, you know, he's a rebel who plays by his own rules.
1: Somebody is going to have to pop in and tell me because um In the soap opera that's in Twin Peaks, which is called Invitation to Love, which is the soap opera that they're all watching. Um, Well, not all of them, but some people are. There's twins, and one of them is named Jade. And I think the other one is named Montana, but Mm. I'm not sure. It's definitely not Dakota.
0: Jade and Montana.
1: Jade is one of them. Mm. Anyway, so here we are. Um, We're beginning season two. Season two. Which we, I think wisely wisely decided to um restrict to only 12 episodes
0: did you just say restrict Res- restrict restrict because right. we're
1: doing reboots and right. rebeginnings um right. renewal Reconnoitering. re- <laughs> reconnoiterings um yes. we're restricting it yes. to uh 12 episodes
0: a refreshing review
1: <laughs> so what do you want to talk about with season one
0: well, what were your like um what were your top 3 takeaways from all of the the whole podcast? Like I'm not I don't want, I don't want you to pick like your 3 favorite things or your f- 3 least favorite things or 3 challenging things. Just what what are the 3 things that you thought were you were just like wow, when I think about that first season, here are three things that come to mind.
1: Um our poster. Mm. Made um, created by Amanda Ray. I thought it was really fun, and I really liked using that design over and over again. I thought it was really catchy, and it made me. Um, it it was a a playful sense, and I feel like I've been mired in seriousness for a l- my whole life. <laughs> but yes. um, definitely, you are a there's serious person. I'm a serious person, yes. but there's definitely like um, there was a sense of mirth to that and fun that plays on the. The more playful part of my personality and yours as well hmm. and that was really fun um mm-hmm. two more things my takeaways uh, it's a process mm. we're learning mm-hmm. um we did not go to podcast school we did not and so it took us a while you mean pu
0: <laughs> podcast university yeah, pu pu oh.
1: Um, We learned um, some things and also how to fit a creative endeavor uh, to how once again fit a creative endeavor into a very busy hustling life that we both have because both of us are making um, a living Mm -hmm. as musicians and supplementing our income through how do you supplement your income? How do I? Yeah, because you make a living as a musician, but then you also supplement right. your income by.
0: Um, I, I I unfortunately teach classes. You're teaching. I'm teaching. Yeah. Something um, I don't I don't really I'm not interested in doing a whole lot of. Um,
1: please, I
0: please McDaniel College do not listen to this podcast. <laughs> I love you. I love your curriculum. Yes, you're the best. Um, woo, go terrors.
1: I, right, it's the green, terror. it's green so terrors. Green yeah. terrors. Um, I supplement my musician income by cleaning houses and what we're doing today, which is dog sitting, Mm -hmm. um, teaching lessons. And, um, so trying to fit in a creative endeavor that currently is not profitable, um, or even self-sustaining at this point, which we're going to be working on this season as well is, um, one of the takeaways that I had about Mm -hmm. like managing and, and making real budgets for the tours and really pursuing, um, trying not to hit the same people over and over again for support, finding right. new people to be interested in it. And the third takeaway is that, um, we have a natural conversation that we've been doing for over a decade almost a decade and a half. And it's like, it's fun. I want to, I, I think it's fun for me to have these conversations. The, the moment before you turned on record, I was like, oh, yeah, here we go again. This is going to be right. a fun time and I really enjoy it. And it feels like a worthwhile way to spend my life minutes. And I hope that people who are listening feel that way, too, when they hear the melodious tones of my voice.
0: Melodious? Yes. Wouldn't they be mellifluous?
1: Maliflu- mellifluous. Mellifluous tones. The dulcet tones oh, of Ellen yes. Hello, can you go? We did that I last time. Did we really?
0: I think I beat you last time. You did not beat me. You cannot get as low as my voice. Can
1: so be. those are my three takeaways. Mm-hmm. That because I didn't realize I was going to have to um, pass a test <laughs> b- before one p.m. <laughs>
0: well, uh, this is just part of the deal, right? Yep. Like because we didn't script, we didn't script this this podcast. This is just kind of a reintroduction into yep what we're doing into a, into and for us to. Kind of give our listeners, our thirty-six listeners, uh, a, a kind hey of guys. sense of direction. What's up, guys? Uh, we'll call you out by name: Mark, Julie, <laughs> Sam, uh, Dakota, Montana, Jade, Jade, <laughs> Jade. <laughs> <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Those are good takeaways. I think the um, the one I want to go back to one really quick though is like that that side hustle thing. Um, you know, a lot of people would argue that ye, ye, artists don't don't deserve to do it full time because it's not a real job. It's not like you're, mm-hmm. you're pushing a pencil at T row price. You are lounging around all day, just thinking, and then you're putting a couple notes together and you're, you're putting it into a computer and then people pop up, pop up music comes out. And so therefore, you know, as an artist, you should, you should certainly always be hustling and, that space is reserved you know the space is reserved for vacations not for musing on what type of art you're going to make so i'm kind of curious
1: well that's been a definitely interesting like conversation i feel like that has been prompted a lot over for me over the summer too is explaining to people that purchasing artwork too is great but and people i definitely have encountered plenty of people who um appreciate what art does in their lives a performance a dance performance a music performance having a a painting to gaze at in their own home to own something to purchase the actual art or purchase the ticket Mm -hmm. but the concept of like how do we support the artist to create that is like the the thing that has been fascinating to me because um i'm now living in Uh, a space that actually offers classes to artists to Mm -hmm. say this is how you run a small business because a lot of us haven't been educated in that
0: right
1: and to to be the age that i am and still feeling like i i've been sort of running this business by the like the seat of my pants which are like all the time on fire it feels like Mm. like oh god what's gonna happen next you know like i feel like i've been sustaining myself but when i look into the future i think like My friend Molly Ross, who is the person who helped me step into the world of puppetry, she's an amazing artist. You know, she was like, I really want to focus on getting paid more and, and doing this administrative work less and spending, mm-hmm. having more creative time and, and how do you do that? And it takes time and reflection. So it's one of the things I feel like that for me, the podcast is prompted w- when people have listened to it, they're like, you guys talk a lot about the work that goes into it. And that's yeah. really revelatory.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the whole thing about the, the the purchasing of art is really relevant for the, the Banksy $1.2 million. $1.4
1: million. Dollars, and then <laughs> he shredded it. <laughs> and then it,
0: it self-destructed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you have to know that the person who bought it. Mm. I, so I read an article in The Guardian that, because um, I watched the video, and mm. it was like, of course, he should do that. He yeah. should shred this. He should totally shred it. Because that work of art, like, it went up 20% every single time it was auctioned. Mm-hmm. And they estimated that now that half of it had been shredded, um, that it was going to double in value. Right. Or 50% more in value. Mm-hmm because of the fact that it was, you know, like done that. So that investment is actually like the person, although you might've initially felt like,
0: Oh God. Yeah. But <laughs> it actually, well, I mean, if you have 1.4 million to blow on that anyhow, like I, I, I know there's a difference between, you know, you know, spending and investing, but like, I mean, as we've said many times on stage where you're like, Oh, if you have 24 hours of your life to waste, yeah, and I'm like, no, 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 you're investing, investing. your time. Spending. You're investing in, it, in, in the podcast. But I mean, if you if you have the, <clears throat> the the disposable income, like if you are that comfortable in your life, wealth wise, that you can spend hundred, you know, one point four million dollars on you know eleven by seventeen piece of artwork, yeah, then you know you're probably not wincing too much. You're nonplussed. Yeah, I mean, like, a,
1: but the thing is, do you think that it actually? So this is the question that I would have for Banksy if he would ever reveal himself and his thought process behind that, because knowing the art world that he has made fun of and participated in mm-hmm. traversed and traversed exactly. That's a great word for it is that like he must have known or predicted on some level that mm-hmm. not only was this a subversive act to destroy the artwork at the moment of purchase, mm-hmm. but then he also must have known that that was going to somehow perversely yeah. increase its value. The value of it. Yeah, And so like, which is in my mind totally crazy and messed up because um i was gonna say fucked up but the thing is that like i'm wondering if well, we, are,
0: we can check off explicit now on I our know, podcast because they have
1: to be ex- that's what i was thinking i was like it can has I, to be explicit can i say that sure yeah well it doesn't matter yeah um so <laughs> but like <laughs> your mother's
0: gonna be so angry with
1: you <laughs> she's fine she listened to the first episode
0: yeah no i, I think there was like all sorts of there was awful conversation things, there. awful things that we said
1: in the first episode,
0: first episode. <laughs> it's basically you know, fuck this and whatever no, right out of the gate
1: no so let's move on to what your three takeaways were okay um, you're on the spot now I'm on
0: the spot okay um, but
1: you asked the question so you probably had time to think about
0: it no I didn't I, I, it just came to me as soon as we started talking I was like oh I'm gonna ask Ellen Cherry I mean oh dang I gotta edit that
1: No, it's okay. Just say.
0: I'm just gonna beep it out. <laughs> uh, no, I, I know what I'm, i I got it. I got it. I got this. Ellen. That's right. <laughs> you can edit out this whole Ellen section. Ellen Cherry. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be funny. Um. So, but no, I just thought. I thought to myself, you know. Well, if we're doing a recap, let's talk about what our experience was with it, okay. and and how that was important. Um, I think. It's, my first takeaway is that I am not a good writer outside of songwriting and I wanted to work harder on that. I listened back to my essays and I listened back to my recording of it and it's like, okay, there's the whole writing process of planning things out a little bit more effectively and then thinking about how reading is a performance piece rather Mm -hmm. than just performing a song. So that was, and, and how I do that. Like how my writing process is, or my thinking processes, and how I want that to be presented. Because I like to think of myself as a smart guy, um, and sometimes when I listen to my, of course I'm my own worst critic, but when I listen back to my essay, sometimes I'm like, I could have done that better. Um, and then also listening to your essays, you know, the majority of your essays, there are a couple that I think that you were improving on. But a lot of them, like two
1: of them, I was definitely like, uh, and I just yeah. talked, and that was not really. It did not turn out as effectively as I had hoped. Right. I'm not gonna say they were bad.
0: Yeah, I uh, certainly. I did not. Say, I just <laughs> said they were. You were improving. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no,
1: no. I wasn't receiving it as a criticism. Right. Well, yeah.
0: and it, well, and you shouldn't have. I don't think it, your essays were bad either. Uh, but I, I, definitely thought that your essays were, were better than mine, and so I, you know, of course, being a white male. Um, I com- I just complained.
1: <laughs> You're like, wait a second. This is confusing to me. Yeah. How could a woman be doing this more superior than I am?
0: More superior. I want <laughs> I you to think about that phrase <laughs> I know. as a white male with a degree in English
1: <laughs> who just said that he wasn't a good writer,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. but also talked about the writing process and was being self-reflective. Yes. So that's, that's my first takeaway. Yeah, so more looking, superior.
1: I'm going to stand by that. Okay.
0: <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, how could I possibly... I'm, so I'm going to talk less during this, this season of the podcast and just let you handle the, the bulk of it. Um, my second takeaway would have been... Um, I felt like we were creating a scene. Not that it was like a big scene or something like that, but it was... Carving out a niche for ourselves, like we've always been doing, but but even more so, the idea of you know we became a team, we became a unit of some sort. Like we were we were barking at the moon.
1: You can tell them we're we're see this is part of the hustle. We're dog sitting. Yeah,
0: these two dogs, Frito and Cheney, are Chingy. No, it's not Chingy. What is it? Punchy, (laughs) Punchy, and Frito. Are these two dogs that are very cute and very loud?
1: Yeah. Hey guys, come
0: on. That'll do it. That'll take care of it. Look at it. Silence <laughs> them immediately.
1: See now we are bringing the listener into the room. Um, I also want to describe something that I was looking over your shoulder at the back room in this in this lovely house. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful house. The wallpaper is wallpaper from my childhood home. Well, they no, I think that's the same wallpaper that's in my parents' house right now. That's crazy. It's really bringing me back to Texas. And what's
0: weird is like, um, if you, if her, if, if Ellen Cherry's mother sends her a picture of like one of the that room and there's a patch that's missing, we know where it went. What if your mother came out right now from that? Oh my room? god!
1: Well, everything does seem kind of unreal.
0: Her name's Helen Cherry, by the way. <laughs> really weird.
1: Shell and very.
0: <laughs> Shell and very.
1: <laughs> so to talk about your idea of like the takeaway. Okay, so your first takeaway is that you want to work on the writing. The right. second takeaway There's is a, that we we carved out of space for ourselves. Well, we're,
0: we're continually carving out of yeah. space for ourselves. But But this is even more so because even on the tours, like the subsequent tour that we did in March, and then everything that's happened since March up until now and all the shows that we've played, you know, there's a coalescence of what we're doing on stage. I mean, we're playing on each other's songs more. You're singing on my songs more. You're playing guitar on my songs more. Um, I continue to elevate the musicality of your songs.
1: <laughs> Th- thanks for that.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. You Pre- already. Do I that. appreciate you. I just, I just add a little texture. I'm, I'm.
1: I was gonna make a sarcastic comment about like, I, I on stage elevate the height of us.
0: <laughs> that's true. You because I wanted
1: to make an ad hominem attack right now.
0: <laughs> well, ad ad hominem away.
1: No, that's
0: no, too late. You already did. You're taller than me. Everybody knows because you pointed out all the time.
1: Everybody knows. Oh, we should get
0: cutouts of ourselves. We should get like big, like life-size cardboard cutouts of ourselves. But like <laughs> your yours should be like eight feet tall, <laughs> and mine should be like you know, you know, like a foot shorter <laughs> than what it actually is caricatures um so yeah so that that whole takeaway is that idea of like we have become you know we we've become closer and we've also become more of a team and and there's more power
1: in that i think that Mm -hmm. okay so what are you saying that there's uh um i agree with the statement that the collaborative process tends to strengthen the product Mm -hmm. sure because um Although I'm gonna I'm gonna scale it back because and by collaborative I mean people deeply reflecting on the work that they're creating together and deeply mm-hmm. bonding. I do not mean 27 songwriters on a pop song, right? Because that's not collaboration. No, that's that's that's, that's assembly line. That's bastardizing the word collaboration. This Ooh. is a collaboration, and for the purpose of promoting both of our our different visions of the way we view topics and sure. and that kind of leads me to like. To go ahead and introduce what season two is going to be about, which we talked about at the end of season one a little bit, before you get to the, your third takeaway, okay. is that we're going to um, take a break
0: because my takeaways were intense. They go are ahead.
1: intense, um, but then no, they're just spurring other conversation. Of course, um, the season two, the twelve episodes are going to focus on songwriters that we've met over the years all over the country, um, that we have chosen a topic. With that songwriter, and that the three of us, Andrew Grimm, Ellen Cherry, and the songwriter, will all write a song, a new song around that topic. Then we go to their city and meet them there, play a show together, and record a podcast where the three of us reveal the topic that we're talking about and talk about it and, and give our takes on it in mm-hmm. musical form. So the, the difference between season one and season two is that the content that we're creating now is, um, is what all of us are expert at, music right. and songwriting. And to me, that's like, I'm very excited about it. I'm also a little bit anxious because we have three songs due this week. <laughs> um, as we head out to Pittsburgh, Detroit and Columbus, Ohio, To meet with our first three songwriters: Ben Shannon in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania; Don Dupree in Detroit, Michigan; and Matt Monta in Columbus, Ohio. And the topics are interesting to me, Mm -hmm. which is good. I mean, I wouldn't want to worry about something boring, of course not. But I'm excited about like the different takes of. Expanding the collaboration that's between the two of us and this podcast, which is the core of it, but also incorporating other people into it and and their takes on things. It's going to be kind of interesting and exciting. I think the conversation is going to be even more wide ranging because everyone that we've welcomed into the circle is smart, funny, Mm -hmm. talented, um, caring, kind, compassionate, empathetic, um, you know the kind of people the kind of americans <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes the kind of americans
1: no the um the reminder to me personally as an american that um there's a lot of people in each of their communities doing a lot of really good little dances right. and and keeping it keeping humanity running
0: well and there's, there's that whole idea of and I, and that can take me back to my third takeaway which is that there's I think that the work that we're doing is revealing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a reveal to people who might not understand or might not have ever thought about like, you know, the behind the scenes type of stuff. Like how do you generate content? How do you create all these things? And, and it feels like yeah, I mean these are real conversations with independent musicians, not super mega stars. Like, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that like you can't listen to Chris Shiflet's podcast while you know walking the floor or whatever it is. I mean, he's in the Foo Fighters, and you know he's you know has a guitar tech, and you know he's got lots of guitars, and and he, uh, you know he can write a song, and people are going to listen to it and download it, and. I don't know how he's doing on money, but I imagine that he's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's he's not working, he's not teaching a college course, and he's not cleaning houses in order to pay his bills and all this other stuff. Um, So he has clout, uh, and that doesn't, he has songwriters on there, and they talk about their process and stuff, but I don't know how many of those guys are actually, you know, working 19 different jobs, trying to, you know, struggling to get somebody to show up in Savannah, Georgia, at least one soul that inhabits the planet other than the two people standing on the stage. That was a fun show. That was that was uh, certainly certainly a revelatory show, a a nadir of sorts. Um,
1: But to your point, we were just watching um, Saturday Night Live this morning over coffee, Mm -hmm. and there's a trumpet player turned rapper turned actor named Aquafina, who for some reason I thought she was a YouTube star, but I'm I'm,
0: boy boy were you wrong? I was wrong.
1: (laughs) But she even talked about it, you know, that people are like, oh, my God, you're so famous. But I read either a New York Times or a New Yorker article about her a couple months ago mm-hmm. um, and her talking about like living, how expensive it was to live in New York in her oh. apartment. And then even in her um, opening monologue, she said, like, I'm in this movie, Crazy Rich Asians, and I'm not a crazy rich Asian. I am. in um, an, what did she say? She said, I'm an Asian who's rebuilding her credit. Really? And I was yeah. just like good for her to actually like rip away a little bit of the facade that this is just because you are famous, everything is to scale. And we talked about that a little bit last year, but, um, I, I feel like we're moving our podcast appropriately. So away from, um, the original topic of examining fame and celebrity and into, um, richer, deeper waters, even deeper waters of addressing topics that are personal to the creators, but also topics that are going to have to do what we're all at this point doing, which is sort of like, Figuring out how to get rid of regressive politics. Figuring out how to get rid of regressive policies that damage the earth. Um, that yeah. are
0: all of this in twelve episodes, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah,
1: we're gonna do it. We're, we're gonna, gonna solve it. everything. <laughs> we're gonna
0: change it all.
1: Wait, so we back to your third takeaway. Well,
0: but th- I'm 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 there. Okay. So on that on that takeaway, then it's also this idea, of like when I talk about revelation, but it's also about um, correcting perspective, because or or, or clarifying perspective. Because that's what it is. It's like people think, like that, or I don't know what people think. I think an assumption is that this is easy, mm-hmm. and um, like their perspective of me as a songwriter, or me as like you know, I, I am not the soul of the music scene in Baltimore, right?
1: You're the beating
0: heart. I, I I'm I'm the jaundiced liver of. Um, but it's like,
1: I'm the clogged tear duct but of I'm, the Baltimore but, music scene. <laughs> yeah. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm the seared salmon of the, but the idea is like, like some people will see me as, you know, Oh, well you're, you've been, you're the old country guy of Baltimore and you know, they're surprised if I'm going to play a gig with them or something. They're like, wow, you know, you, you really want to play a gig? With them? I was like, Oh, well, sure. I'll play, you know, like, what do you think of me? Do you think like I'm like some like, super successful person? Like, Oh my goodness. No. Like I'm, but that's, but you are successful. I'm, I'm successful, but I'm not, it's your
1: fame. Quotient is not necessarily like neither of us are. No, yeah.
0: But people think like, since I've been on the scene for 20 years or, or whatever, that I am like, I know something and I know a few things, but I don't know. Like I'm, man, I'm in the same boat as y'all. Like I'm scraping for an audience. Like
1: that's an age-old tale, which is that like it doesn't. It's the Janet Jackson principle. What have you done for me lately? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Ooh,
0: ooh, ooh, this will yeah. go on for a while, listeners. So just get get comfortable.
1: But that's where like it's not necessarily the audience. It's that the culture is what have you done lately? Yeah. What have you done lately?
0: And, and, which is funny because we have such access to, to that. But like, even when I post stuff online or social media, obviously the algorithms are working in a way that work against me mm-hmm. because people are like, Oh, I didn't know you guys were playing at Bertha's. I was like, yeah, you know, I posted it like 19 times and that's why, you know, it's just going to the same 25 or 30 people or whatever. So yeah. who knows? But I think my, my point about the whole perspective thing is that, You know, one of the takeaways from our our podcast is that we are clarifying a perspective like this is like I don't think there's anything that we've done in this podcast that has been, you know, based on pretense. It's all been like, well, no, here's what it sounds like. Here's what it is. Here's Mm -hmm. here's how this stuff works. And this is not we're not making it up. It's like this is real time, true nonfiction, you know. Perspective, yeah, and that's what I thought was really interesting about what we we're doing. I did the Facebook Live where I was, you know, I revealed my songwriting process.
1: I thought that was a really good idea.
0: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, my marketing moment was like, yes, sweet. You know, how many views have you gotten on that video? I don't, I don't know. I never went back and looked at it. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: abandoned to history.
0: Well, and I, I don't know. Maybe if I were, maybe if I were more uh, tuned into my brain, marketing wise, like. Because that would have been a Google Analytics thing. Yeah. Where
1: We may have to pause because Cinco de Mayo is um, barking at a dog in the back. So mm. let's hit pause for a second.
0: All right, we're pausing. Back on. Dog, yes.
1: Dogs are barking, but dogs they're not barking anymore. They're not barking for the moment. Yes.
0: Um, so I think it's just, I, I can't remember where I left off, but it, just that idea of, you know, oh, that was the Facebook live thing. Like yeah. if, if I were more paying attention to my Google analytics, if I was more minded that way to data mine, the people who listened or watched or viewed or how long they viewed and stuff like that, um, I would probably be a lot more financially successful or have a better grip on what I could do next. Um,
1: it's so hard hard to concentrate on that while you are devoting the majority of your energy towards experiencing and then feeling emotions and trying to channel them and explain them to somebody else through an artistic medium. It's just like, there's frankly, there's not enough time and there's, there's other people that do that. And I think one of the keys for you and me as independent artists is trying to figure out if, there's a way to, you know, get into some kind of collective that's interested in promoting, whether it's a small record label or a PR firm or I don't know, because this is like and maybe this is what we're creating, you yeah. know, and what you said, there's a, a fellowship program that has this is one of their um, affirmations at the end of a gathering where they say, like, I have a right to carve out a place in this world. And, you know, that's what you and I are doing. We have, I think we have, I believe in the relevancy of what we are talking about because... It's an open examination of the artistic process. I think there's also things that we have examined that we did in season one that we're going to continue to examine in season two. at least I'm planning on it. I can't speak for you, which mm-hmm. is like internalized gender inferiority, internalized racial superiority, these sort of bigger outside topics that are going to filter through the work that I'm doing in the future. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm I'm wor- I am working on that too, except I'm I have a slightly different kind of angle i'm working on exploiting gender inferiority (laughs) um it's it's just a difference of a verb you know
1: the channels the channels are smooth for that so go ahead like it's gonna be they've and just as well well worn
0: canal yeah
1: like it's um and it's it's been recently solidified and they've they've concreted the walls of that channel Mm -hmm. so they certainly have yeah but that's okay water
0: Water is the world's most uh, destructive force. It's life-giving and destructive.
1: Yep. And water takes its time and it wears things down. Mm-hmm. Water created the Grand Canyon.
0: It did. And well, I thought it was, wasn't that John Water? That was the, the white male who John it. John Waters. So,
1: if John Waters is like uh, our, no, uh, if he's be, our white be. male hero, I'm all for that because. Like, the,
0: it is the gayest canyon of them all. It's a, it's a great guy. I, I he love has it.
1: a wonderful, we should go see it. Um, he has a new show at the Baltimore Museum of Art that I really want to go see. And I had heard a wonderful interview um, with him and um, Tom Hall on Midday here in our local radio station, WYPR. Mm. And one of the wonderful things that John Waters was talking about was in his comedy shows, and his one-man shows where he gets up and he does, um, it's not really stand-up, he does a, a performance mm. He's like, I make fun of conservative people and I invite people who are conservative leaning in the audience to come on stage and make fun of liberal left leaning people. And he's like, I haven't in 20 years, I haven't had anybody take me up on it. And he's like, we have to use humor to unite us. And he's like, that's what humor does. Mm -hmm. And I strongly feel that music is the same way that we get united over the similar experiences, you know, not so similar that they're not unique to you but of heartbreak loss despair love euphoria Mm -hmm. um, amazement fantasy like all these things that we explore in music and art are unifying not divisive 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 that's the word i'm looking for why are you smiling at me like that
0: i was just watching you think about divisive divisive
1: it's confusing i was trying to figure out like do i want to use a british accent for that (laughs)
0: Divisive. What's the, what is the British uh, pronunciation they keep saying?
1: Aluminium.
0: Oh, God, it drives me crazy. Oh,
1: you guys, it's, it's a, aluminum. Aluminum. It's, it's not
0: aluminium. Damn it. <laughs> aluminum. Aluminum. Well, what goes in Donnie? All right. Um, so, all right we're going to start wrapping things up here. Okay. Because you know what? This is just a preview episode, and all we've done is talked about ourselves.
1: Well, I was going to actually ask you, like, oh. there's... We should... This is... At the heart of it, even though we are promoting other people um, and working and collaborating with other artists, mm-hmm. I think the two of us should talk about what the what the other hustle is. That you know, what's going, what's coming up for Andrew Grimm and June Star Music in the next year.
0: Oh well, yeah. What's coming up? Uh, we're doing, we're having our twentieth anniversary show. We've been around for twenty years. Yep. The war, the war of attrition continues unabated. <laughs> um, we're at we're at we're at, we're, at, we're at an impasse in our career. <laughs> For 20 years. Um, We have another record that we're going to start recording soon. I have to figure out how to do that because I don't have any money. Um, And then also we are going to be re-releasing and doing a national push for East on Green, which came out last April. Um, But uh, I'm working with a a promoter out of uh, Ohio uh, who really loves the record a lot and wants to push it. And so we'll see what happens with that cool and then it's gonna be we have a tour in september or i'm sorry uh and (laughs) september is over yeah it is over uh in february we have a tour in february there might be a second tour in february
1: for the june star band
0: for June, june star band one tour in february for june star band and then i might be going out with dave hadley nice for for a weekend or so um and then then we'll see what happens after that cool you know what about uh what about ellen cherry
1: um, I have retired my show Portraits, um, Portraits and Song, in as of March 2018. And it was a great learning process. And I'm very grateful to all the support I received. And I'm grateful to myself for thinking of it. <laughs> um,
0: go, go confident in the direction of your dreams.
1: That's right. Thank you, Thoreau. <laughs> <laughs> Live the life. Thank you, the yeah. quote on a cup. Quote on a cup. Um, Must be true. I've started work on a new show that is tentatively has a working title of Eurydice. Um,. And that's very much a working title because there's so much stuff out there called Eurydice and Mm. it's going to be a one one woman show that incorporates multimedia, um, like video, sound design, dance, songs, dialogue, movement, possibly puppetry. Mud wrestling. There will be, there's (laughs) not confirmed yet. But I'm gonna say that it's not looking likely for mud wrestling. Oh man, what a weird thing to even
0: the one woman suggestion. mud wrestling show. <laughs> I'm just, Ellen, I'm, Sher- I am moving. I'm going <laughs> confidently in the direction of my dreams. Ellen
1: Sherry wrestles with herself. <laughs> I mean, it is gonna be that. Um, I'm hoping to explore the topics of what it's like to recover. That's it's a mm. show about recovery, right um, and I want it to be that expansive—not necessarily recovering from just a car wreck or heartbreak or change, but just.
0: Isn't recovery just another way of rebooting?
1: <laughs> no, it's different. Is it? Yeah, hmm. rebooting is taking an old idea and trying to make it new. Recovery is a process of. Taking the parts from the past that are worthy of bringing into the future, mm-hmm. and making new habits and changes that propel you to the future. Hmm. Well, I will reconsider. Like in a DeLorean. <laughs> oh yes, with a flux capacitor. I want to be. I want to. I want to be propelled into the future. Hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to delay.
0: Well, aren't we being propelled? Just like hold on a second. We've been propelled into the future, like every, every nanosecond. Oh, we're in the future. Oh, now, now, now we're in the future.
1: Okay. No, what? Hmm. Right now we're in the future. Um, so that's coming up. I am working on a project with a producer in Pennsylvania and that will, um, it's sort of going to be a little bit of under the radar thing for probably a year. While we figure out what we're gonna do with it, mm-hmm. um, recording some songs, I'm swimming five miles in November. What? Yep. So, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. I do a swim every year. Um,
0: in shark infested waters with a with a knife in your teeth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and all the sharks are male.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna continue to old
0: white old white sharks. <laughs> old white male Not sharks. Not great white. Old white. old white
1: male sharks. Um, shacks talking about shack and I'm going to continue to survive as I hope you do. Um, and use my privilege and my energy to help other people to survive in what has become a pretty confusing and um frustrating political climate in our country mm. that um should be personal, should be personal for every single person yeah. because it is personal, it's going to affect. Me personally, it's going to affect you personally. It's going to affect every single one of our listeners personally. So we need to pay attention. And I'm going to drive voters to the polls on, I think it's November 6th is election day. I'm not sure. Very cool. Yeah, that's my plan is to, um, we have early voting in Maryland. Yeah. So I'll be voting early um, at the end of this month. And um, I'm happy to help people who do not have assistance to get to the polls on election day. Sounds good. Because I really want to know what people think. I mean, I am I want them to vote for their own best interests, like truly, deeply think about it, and also vote for their neighbor who may be struggling more than them. And by neighbor, I mean like a person living in, um, say, a suburb of Dallas should be thinking about a single mom living in Baltimore City and vote for her interests as well. Because mm. um, it's possible to do both. There are candidates out there that are supporting progressive causes. Hmm. So anyway, I went off on a little Woo podcast.
0: Tangent,
1: tangent there. Sorry. Yeah. It's Why aren't you voting? That's <laughs> going to be the name of the The Next Podcast. Or, yeah. Why didn't so. you vote? Um I'm going to try. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting the signal to wrap it up because we're going long.
0: (laughs) We're we're almost at 45 minutes. Oh, no. Yeah. Thanks for listening to to the end,
1: everybody. Um, (laughs) We will see. um, Let's talk about the upcoming dates. October 11th.
0: October 11th. Is this going
1: to be broadcast? Um, Are we going to put this up?
0: Uh, Yeah. We'll put this up uh, tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow. Okay, cool. So we are on the road this week. Mm -hmm. Very excited about that. In the Honda Fit. Yep. Um, we're headed to Pittsburgh on October 11th. We're playing at Mr. Small's Funhouse House in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania with Ben Shannon and mm-hmm. Heather Steika. I think yes. that's how you say her name. Um, and Ben is our featured guest. Yes. So we'll be posting that in the next couple of weeks. Then on the 13th Saturday night, we're playing a house concert with Don Dupree mm-hmm. in Detroit, Michigan. You can um, find us on Facebook and get details if you're in the area and want to come. Um, and then on Sunday... October 14th, we are at the Tree Bar. Tree Bar in Columbus, Columbus Ohio, Ohio with, with Matt, Matt Monta, Monta and he'll be our feature guest um on, right, the on the podcast. And then we head back and then the next after that we go up to the Pacific Northwest. Yep. So we'll be talking about that as we go along. Absolutely. And if you've listened this far and you are still interested, we are not doing a GoFundMe page for this tour. We are asking for help with underwriting. Which means that we have four, one to five. We have five wonderful underwriters so far yep. that um, decided that they wanted to invest. We're looking for fifty underwriters at a level of two hundred fifty dollars per person, and um, it just means that you believe in what we're doing, and that money goes to cover airfare, it goes to cover gas and car rental and food and housing for your gracious and grateful hosts of Why Aren't You Famous podcast. so um, if I'm looking for you and um, on the internet and I can't find you anywhere where should I search Uh,
0: I would go to Junestar.com J-U-N-E-S-T-A-R.com you could also get a hold of me at info at Junestar.com that's my email address and Junestar.bandcamp.com and forward slash subscribe 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 get a whole bunch of of material nobody else can get what about you
1: i am available to you on the interwebs at ellencherry.com that's e-l-l-e-n-c-h-e-r-r-y.com i just redid the website this summer so please go look at it because it's so pretty Mm -hmm. um i also have a subscription page which you can find at ellencherry.bandcamp.com i don't know if it's forward slash or backslash it's forward slash forward slash subscribe um And you can subscribe, and I've been working with a photographer named Bonnie Shupp, and I've been posting poetry and more essays and songs, and we actually did a song together. You wrote a song for your subscription service, and I sang some vocals on it, and graciously shared it with me for my subscribers. Mm -hmm. But the only way you can listen to Old Shaky is if you subscribe to one of us, or both.
0: Right, and then you have to figure out who who actually is Old Shaky. Which one of us? I think Old
1: Shaky is probably... Um, the first thing that came to mind was a um, I think it's Kraft makes the Parmesan cheese and the green canister mm. and you shake it over your pasta huh. and that made me think of um, What's his name the guy that's married to that? Um, reality star that got famous because the sex tape. I don't want to see either of their names oh, yeah, But good. they have a keeping up with show mm. and she's he's married to her and then on Saturday Night Live He dressed up as a Perrier bottle. I think yeah and that's what that um, image in my mind just brought is like, oh, <laughs> totally disposable and shakeable.
0: Ooh, snap. I don't know if it was a snap. Take that, whoever you are. <laughs> whoever you are. All He's right. not listening to this. He's not listening Man, it's to this. Man, it makes me
1: sound like I'm totally critical of other You're people. You're not totally
0: but. critical of this. So, all but, right, well, we got to go. Okay. So we're going to say oh, goodbye. I'm having so
1: much fun talking. I know. Oh. Well, I'll see you next time. I'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you, and we hope to see you out on the road.
0: Cool. Take care, y'all.